Episode 21, a special guest in studio, and lawn maintenance effects in the background. See if you can hear them. Welcome to Real War Stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling, and interesting stories. Suit up and get ready for today's episode. We're back with another Radio War Stories. I'm Dave Jagger. And I'm Don Nelson. And boy, are we happy to have our guest in today. This person spent about 10 or 11 years producing radio uh, for syndicated radio people like Mike Huckabee. Uh, nighttime shows in Austin. Went into sales for a while in Boise, Idaho. Boise. Uh-huh. Awesome. Produced a, a, a podcast, not a podcast, but a morning show up there. And... Uh, Came back to Cincinnati and produced a morning show there. So she initially started out as uh, her mother and my producer as well in Grand Rapids. And her name is Casey. And Casey is the voice you hear at the beginning of the Radio War Stories podcast. I thought that was, that was you just doing an alto thing, right? Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah it, right. Was, it was magic I did with software. Casey, yeah. so good to see you. Thanks for having me, guys. Tell me about your life as a producer for this guy and your mom. How did that work out? I mean, who was in charge? You know, it was my mom's idea who uh-huh. claims it was our consult- their consultant's idea, the legendary Mike McVeigh, who mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard yeah. of. Yep. I've worked with Mike. Okay, yeah. everybody knows Mike McVeigh. Right. And uh, I got a phone call. Actually, I called my mother one day. I was about a semester away from graduating and had no idea what I wanted to do. I got a communications degree and was like, well, crap, I've got three more months before I have to become a functioning member of the workforce. What do I do? Call mom. She says, well, hey, you're in luck. Our producer just quit. Want to work for us? Mike says it's a good idea. I said, hey, why not? So um, I actually finished my last semester of college while working full time, getting up at three in the morning to produce their morning show. But that had to be incredibly tough. You're, you're that trying was. to give direction to your mother and your father. Oh, no, 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 no. I did no, no. not give them direction. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me direction. She wasn't that kind of producer. Oh, it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes okay. she did. Sometimes she gave us a lot of direction and came in with a lot of good content. I, I would come in with ideas, um, but I was I did not have the autonomy to do anything on my own. I tried that a couple of times. It did not go over very well. Who was in charge of the morning show, Casey? Oh, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was, you know, we were on the air from 5 to 9 every morning with a voice tracked hour from 9 to 10, and it'd be hmm, 8, 35, 25 minutes left of the show to go. Listen, Mom, I still need a copy of that rundown whenever you could get that to me for today. I need to know what we're going to be doing for the rest of the show. Yeah, she's over on her computer looking at shoes at Neiman Marcus or something. Mm -hmm. uh, When did that uh, that, uh, that last hour that you voice tracked, when did you guys do that? After the idea at the top of the hour, uh, it only took a few minutes. Uh, I could voice track that entire hour in the length of a three or four minute song man if i'd known that back in the day our entire program staff budget would only have been 320 dollars <laughs> see and that's what it is today <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly uh one of my memories of casey growing up with us uh casey tell the story about uh when you ran for 
vice president of your class in middle school. Okay, so there was a whole week's long worth of campaigning, just like any other student council um, thing. You know, I, I wanted to be vice president. I didn't quite think I was good enough to be president, but I thought I was a shoe in for vice president. I'm running up against the actual mayor of our hometown's daughter, who happened to be in my grade. So we were both vying for vice president. So I knew I had to do something big. Um, so <laughs> the day of voting, completely unbeknownst to me, apparently you're not supposed to campaign the final day of voting. Um, my parents' producer at the time, his name was Todd, producer boy Todd, came in wearing a sandwich board, handing out Jolly Ranchers to all the kids. Vote for Casey. Vote for Casey. Vote for Casey, student council vice president. Vote for Casey. I got disqualified. <laughs> Is that the end of your political career? Oh, yes. <laughs> kind of, until you worked with Mike Huckabee here in Dallas. Until I worked with Mike Huckabee here in Dallas, um, which was a different time. I, <laughs> you know, I actually changed my LinkedIn profile um, a little bit because I'm just so, it's so political to say who you work for on one side or the other that I said I was a producer for the company that owned us now instead of producing for my cucky because I don't want people judging me one way or another, yeah. assuming things about me based on who I produced. Well, that, that kind of makes sense, particularly in this climate. In this climate where yeah. it's so tough. Yeah. And that was... Many years ago. Yeah, I, that was 2012. I was there. Uh, about the show lasted a year and a half. I was there from day one to the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the, he was supposed to inherit the Rush Limbaugh hour, but Rush's contract with the company we were on got renewed, uh-huh. um, so he did not end up inheriting the Rush slot. So uh, he, he and the company parted ways, and I got transferred to WKRP in Cincinnati. Really? <laughs> Not actually WKRP, but our transmitter was the same transmitter that they used in the opening shot of, of <laughs> WKRP. Yeah. yeah, that's actually our transmitter. Now that I didn't know. That's yeah. Interesting. But uh, when you went to Cincinnati now, uh, you worked with a guy by the name of Bob Goen. Bob Goen. G-O-E-N. You may remember who this guy is. Nicest Not from being man. on the radio, though. No, no. The nicest man in media. The nicest man in television or radio. He was the former host of Entertainment Tonight right after John Tesh left. Uh-huh. Um, and we had a really great relationship with John Tesh because John Tesh, uh, his syndicated night show was on our radio station as well, so we would have him on frequently. And he remembered me from producing Mom and Dad's show because I think one of his first radio stations was the one yeah and we did several interviews and we had a little snippet of him at the beginning of a podcast a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. right Uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah john tex was great but bob going nice guy the nicest man and his wife marianne coran they both were just really really wonderful to work for um I, their show was the show that convinced me I didn't want to do radio anymore, <laughs> but it had nothing to do with them. They yeah, were both it, lovely people. See, once again, and Don knows that I sling a lot of poison arrows on this podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because of things happen through the years. So it wasn't them as much as it was, once again. They brought in a misogynistic program director, program director who thought yeah. it was appropriate to, you know, we're a hot AC targeting women 1834. He wanted to be the danger boy for our morning show, and he wanted his air name to be Kegel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not that, and, 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 so, you know, the uh, the superiors at the company apparently thought that was appropriate until I raised a stink and said, you're going to listen to the producer in the demo or are you going to listen to this 50-year-old dude who 
<laughs> has us doing Battle of the Sexes. Yeah. In, 20, in 2012. Well, you, you may have already answered my question, but, but I, I was going to ask you, uh, during the time you were uh, producing for your mom and dad, what was the worst moment you had? Ooh. That's tough. There are a lot of <laughs> So them, many huh? to choose from. <laughs> no, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was a little terror. I had... Um, I, I could have been a lot more professional. Um, people would ask all the time, what's it like working with your parents? And what I used to say was, well, the nice thing about working with family is there's a freedom of communication. You don't have to feel oh, constrained. You can say whatever you want. You can really speak your mind. And what that translated to is we would get into screaming matches in the studio, mm -hmm. most of the time initiated by me. And that was, I regret that. Now, I, really I, I also seem to remember a, a story from one of our earlier podcasts about a, a brand new sales girl. Who, <laughs> um, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we talked. Oh, I can't remember what her name was. I, I yeah. told the whole story about how we paid yeah. her, her uh, or matched her commission on that. I don't part know of why first. you did that. She deserved everything she well, got. It wasn't that much, but. <laughs> You got very angry when she walked into the studio. Casey's the one that made her cry. The on-air light was on. You don't ever open up a studio door and just start talking. These people, and like I've always told Casey through the years, and like I said in the podcast, and, and at that time, they don't know what we do in that room. And right. they don't really care. They don't think it's fatal, whatever it is. If they just walk in. And, it's just the product. Yeah. it's Well, if they're not doing anything important. They're just sitting in there talking in a microphone. Yep. How hard can that be? Yep. <laughs> Man, there's nothing else going on. You know, one of the things I was thinking about as I was driving over to our uh, fabulous studio today mm -hmm. uh, was uh, a family thing uh, in back in Indianapolis uh, at WIRE. And it happened in our family room at about 7 o'clock at night. And I was sitting there. Kids are watching TV. Everybody's around doing various things. And my wife said to me, this is ridiculous. And I said, what? She said, you want us to believe that you are actually capable of reading a book, watching television, and listening to the Indiana Pacers on wire all at the same time? And I said, yeah. She said, oh, come on. What just happened on TV? And I said, he stabbed her. <laughs> <laughs> what went on with the Pacers? It's 112 to 102. And what's in your book? Well, General Patton just... <laughs> <laughs> See? Don, original multitasker. Right. In the family there. Nice job. Nice job. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if it, there was anything... Casey and her sister were so good when that by the time they hit middle school we trusted them enough to where we could get up at 3 a.m get to work and not have to have a nanny or a babysitter mm -hmm. there sure. to come by right. the house uh and i always wondered just exactly what kind of arguments or what kind of things happened in there because sometimes we would get these phone calls on the hotline casey said they had the hotline number memorized obviously oh we abused that thing well, I don't oh, know that you Lord. abused it, but we would get calls with you and Kristen whining about the other one or screaming what the other one had just done. Yeah, the, the one that sticks out in my mind was, uh, it was probably, I was in, I think, fifth or sixth grade, and Kristen had called the hotline. You decided to put her on the air. Well, where's your sister? Put your sister on the phone so we can talk to your sister. She's doing her constitution. <laughs> I was doing homework about the constitution. Oh, oh, Not my morning constitutional. 
<laughs> I don't remember that, but that's a good story. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's amazing that you guys turned out as well as you did, and uh, especially with a parent like me. But uh, what we really liked about it, Don, and, and you being just, uh, I say just, you being a general manager, uh, as opposed to being on the air and having to work those crazy morning hours, we always worried about, the kids being okay uh, fortunately we had nice neighbors that were keeping an eye on them as sure. well that and it was a thing. different time also it certainly was a right. different time but we worried about them killing each other sometimes <laughs> more than anything else yeah but for the most part for being 22 months apart uh they got along very well now if and when and we will interview Kristen about the same topic right and then we'll gonna, compare them right she is going to have a come completely different story <laughs> believe me i loved being the kid of a local celebrity oh. it was the perks were fabulous i loved it when people would come up and start talking to mom and dad be like hi and yes that's right i'm casey i'm the oldest <laughs> <laughs> shake hands or they would come up and say which one are you there you go that was the number one question my sister and i received which one are you <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. Now, the, the other side of the story that I asked a moment ago, what was the best thing that ever happened to you? You know what? Uh, it actually just happens to be right here. This is a CD that I am holding. It's called Dave and Jerry, 20 Years and This Is All We've Got. Within the first six months of producing my parents' morning show, um, I put this together pretty much single-handedly. Well, I didn't realize you did. I just yeah. just listened to the whole thing. Did you just, really? Uh, within the last, what, couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It took me, actually, almost a month to find a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to do. I should have given it to you on flash drives. Yeah. <laughs> we should find a way to get this up on the Internet uh, to listen to, but I'm, I'm so proud of this. I, I went and I listened to so many air checks, um, I did all the audio editing, and I can hear the flaws. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm much better now than I was then, but I, you know, for only having been in radio for six months, I'm really proud wow, of this. Wow, that's hard to raised, that you put that together. Yeah, yeah. and we raised $10,000 for a charity, a, a local charity to West Michigan. Um, and so that I was super proud of that. Very I guess so. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I asked that question, certainly. <laughs> so you hold a copy of Casey's Proudest Moment in Radio. And uh, I have to, and I have to give guys. back the CD player that I borrowed. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to send that back. Yeah, you can slide those over to your computer, the, the audio files, or throw it away, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, Casey did work very hard on that, and a lot of things. Uh, even she, uh, she followed us over to uh, Hot FM when... They kicked us to the curb at W Light, and we moved over there for a cup of coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but uh, she was our producer over there as well. And not only that, but before we even started on the air, Casey, you did a lot of things running up to the launch of the radio station because this was a brand new station learned, on a brand new frequency. I learned how to launch a radio station. Um, I worked very closely with our program director at the time, Darren Arians, who RIP passed away to, um, of COVID, COVID earlier this yeah. year. Well, um, but he was one of my mentors and he and I worked really closely to get that station up off the ground. Um, you know, it's funny, looking back now, 15 years later, uh, I cannot believe how much I experience I had by the time I was 25. <laughs> That's pretty impressive uh, to to have launched uh, to have launched a radio station with just one other person. We pretty much did it 
just the two of us. And so it was, I ran a street team. Uh, we were all over West Michigan doing silly little stunts. I helped put the music together, the playlists. Um, I did everything. You hired like a, a staff of people to the go out team, in the state yeah. convention. We would team. do things like go out to the beach and have people get sunburns while we put 105.3 in sunscreen <laughs> on their backs. <laughs> We'd fly big kites with the with the station logo on them. Yeah. Just kind of that. A lot of fun stuff to, yeah. to try to get some uh, some. But, but you, know, you just, one. Casey, you just used the magic word, uh, and I think it's the magic word for everybody who's ever been involved in broadcasting, and that was mentor. Yeah. We've all had mentors, and none of us would have been successful without those mentors. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An amazing thing. G. Flambeau for uh, Don, right? Bob Woodman, and several others for me. Darren Arians for me, and um, a man named Chris Lynn who is no longer a programmer. He works for um, a company called Futuri Media. Well, he's the one that, that got replaced by the PD that you right. didn't yeah. particularly care, care for. for. The one who kicked no. me out of radio Mr. forever. Kegel. Well, uh, Mr. What, Kegel. What exactly uh, was the impetus for you to leave radio? It really was that program director. Was um, it? And I had... I, there were other um, incidents. I received an email... It, you know, it's funny, 2015 was even a different time compared to today. Um, do you remember when the Sony hack happened and there was all oh, of the, sure. and then right around the same time it was all of the naked photos of the famous actors and right, actresses. Right. And I received emails it from... It was a great year. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I received emails from consultants, not Mike McVeigh, but other well-known consultants referring to it as the fappening. And I had Ooh. to explain to other other people what that word meant. And as a young female producer in radio, how that affected me. And that, no, we wouldn't be talking about it tomorrow. And when we did, we would be talking about protecting our daughters from this happening to them when they grow up. Well, She's her yeah. mother's daughter, definitely. Right. Um, and uh, a lot of things that you did uh, after you left our radio station and, and as our producer... I remember Casey telling me later that she said, I could have been such a better producer for you guys if I'd known, you know, if I'd just hunkered down and done the work that I was supposed to be doing. That's not true. Now, you told me that. Those are your words. Not that if I you had You said hungered... you became a better producer after you left. Yes, us. that is absolutely true. <laughs> but I That's didn't, all I can take but I didn't. That. But I didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. I learned a lot from you and Mom. But in order to really learn, I had to be away from you and mom. Um, I got the basics from you guys, and you you started me out with an incredibly solid footing. I think more solid than I would have gotten anywhere else. But definitely more longevity. You don't start out as a baby producer. You don't start out as a baby in radio and have four years of longevity. That just is unheard right. of. Sure, absolutely. Um, and to... You know, to have that four years of the cycle of what we do during the course of the year and what we yeah. do every season and down to every week. You know, you're planning out week mm-hmm. by week. Um, I, 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 the only reason I was able to move on is because of the base I got from yeah. doing mom. Mike McVeigh begged her to get back into radio after she quit uh, in Cincinnati and, and moved here with her husband uh, to Dallas. Uh, God bless said, him. Casey, I can I'll, still call I'll, him up. We'll build a studio in your house. Please, I have these people that need a really good producer like you. And she kept turning them down, and I kept looking at Casey going, Casey, if you ever wanted to make any money in radio, 
Hit, this is your time. Here you are, right. This <laughs> is your time. Jump on these opportunities. But no, if you didn't. In, any regrets, Casey? No. Um, the lack Good. of sleep probably would be... <laughs> I wish I had gotten more sleep. Uh, Anybody I that works it. morning will admit yes, to that. Yes, I love a good nap now. Um, but no, I mean, everything I've done up until this point in my life has led me to where I am now. And I'm happy where I am now. I found my true calling, which is fashion and sewing. And I have launched a YouTube channel called Devedo Sews, where every month I put up videos of a new sewing project. Okay, that's Devedo Sews. D-E-V-E-D-O. S-E-W-S. Smash that like button. <laughs> Subscribe. On YouTube. For videos monthly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Keep those cards and letters coming in. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and I am... Um, currently in fashion school, um, I just won third place as it, for a bridal here in Dallas, evening, here in Dallas yeah. for a bridal and evening gown wow. competition awesome. um, that I did. So I really feel like I'm in the right spot. And you're never, you know, I'm 38, just turned 38. You're never t- sorry to age you, Dad. Nah. Uh, you're, you're, not, never- you're not aging him. I can't even remember 38. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I've also learned you're never too old to start over. Sure, absolutely. And, and, you know, choosing to start over in my late 30s is not easy, but I'm happy I'm doing it. And your dad and I chose to start over with podcasting. How yeah. great is that? In, in our late whatevers. In our late whatevers. <laughs> absolutely right. Casey, I know you've got class uh, in uh, a few hours. I do, yes. Casey didn't know how long this was going to take. She kept saying, I've got classes at this hour. How am I going to get to that if I do the podcast? Casey, it's just like 20 minutes out of Look, your I life. don't know what your process is. I've worked for guys who will sit and just talk for three hours. No, no, no. And no. then edit down the best three minutes of it. Here we are. This is it. This is great. This is it. And thank you for voicing our intro and outro and not charging me. Yeah, no problem. Close. Uh, oh, I, she said, put the bill under the... Uh, oh, like, put uh, the my, bill under? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's right. in my I, car, I charge but. for revisions. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Casey. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Great to see you. Thanks for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.